Hello, 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 hi, hello, hi. (laughs) What if I just did that for an hour? Welcome back to another episode of the Fluently Forward podcast. I am super, super excited for today's episode. I figured, you know, we're on, what, number 14 now? So I figure, time to get my ducks in a row. I'm actually going to have, like, a semi-outline for some of these um, and, you know, timestamps that you can skip to. So if you are interested in just, like, one particular part of this... Don't worry, I won't be offended. Um, Over on my Instagram, where I have the promo shot for each podcast episode, I'm also going to have a slide of timestamps for like each thing we talk about since I do intros here. So the main gist of today's podcast is with a TikToker. It's called, she's called STFU Sherry. She's an astrologer, she's a tarot card reader, she's an intuitive, all of that. And in today's podcast, we talk about different celebrities that are kind of involved with astrology and mystical things and spirituality. We also go over some birth charts and like a deeper dive into celebrities. So we do that for Chris Evans, Taylor Swift, and of course, you know I had to get Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell in there. I wanted to see what kind of fucked up stuff was in their chart. So we do all of that. We talk about some more stuff. And in today's intro, I am going to be talking about um, Taylor Swift. People think that there's beef between her and Olivia Rodrigo. And then there's also rumors about her and Joe Alwyn um, either getting more serious in January or either breaking up completely. So I'll talk about that. I want to talk about the blind items on Dua Lipa and Simon Cowell. I mentioned this on an Instagram live and everyone was like, I've never heard of this before. So let's get into it. I want to talk about Billie Eilish and her kind of coming out public with struggling with a porn addiction since she was young. And then I also want to talk about Chris Noth and how he has been accused of sexual assault. So with further ado, let's get into, I'm going to start with Simon Cowell and Dua Lipa. I find, and one day I want to do an entire episode on Dua Lipa and everything about her, but I find her rise to fame pretty interesting because she was at it for a pretty long time before she became famous. And I feel like people were kind of nervous that she was going to have the Rita Ora effect, you know, which is like all the makings of a pop star, but someone who doesn't actually make it. And I cannot lie, like I love Dua, I love me some Dua Peep. (laughs) But I will say those TikTok videos of her doing like the weak ass choreography at the beginning of her career, it absolutely sends me because it's just, um, you know, not every person can be a Britney Spears type of character in this pop world. But there is this blind that has been revealed. So like, you know, if a blind's been revealed, it's basically like AKA confirmed enough that if somebody were to sue this website over slander, they would have enough claims to kind of back it up. At least, you know, that's that's how I'm used to reading these. So I'm just going to read this blind to you and let me know what you think. Now, this is from the Grammy Awards in 2018. This was when it was revealed. So it says, last night at a party, this foreign-born A-list singer, Dua Lipa, who had a very good 2017 and an opening act for someone who had a huge 2017, Bruno Mars, was sharing some stories of her early career back in her home country. She was living in her mid She was living on her own in her mid-teens, and she was trying to break into the record industry. She says that producers in their 40s and 50s were always hitting on her, and it was not until she was about 20 that she slept with someone who was within two decades of her age. She told a lot of horrible stories, but the only big name that most of you would recognize is this foreign-born A-list reality star host producer, 
Simon Cowell, who she hooked up with when she was about 17 or 18 and he was in his 50s. She said he was lazy and made her do everything and was actually smoking cigarettes and talking on the phone while naked and having him orally service him having her orally service him. She says he is disgusting and he kept promising her appearances on his shows, X Factor, but never came through until she was famous. And then when she was famous, he pretended that they were the best of friends and he had always wanted her on. She says that he once teased her about being on and even had her film something, but it wasn't actually aired on the show. So if you wanted to know if Simon Cowell being a huge asshole is just part of his shtick, a lot of blinds basically say that it's, it's not a shtick and that's who he really is. So in Taylor Swift trending news, there's two things that I want to talk about. One is what is going on with her and Joe Alwyn. Obviously, if you listen to like probably any of these episodes, you know that I'm talking about rumors and speculation about Taylor Swift and her sexuality. But I will say people, even people who fully believe that Taylor Swift and Joe Alwyn are soulmates are starting to get a little bit weirded out because there has been a very serious lack of Joe when there's been a lot more Taylor in the spotlight lately. So, you know, we had Taylor Swift promoting Red TV. We had the All Too Well premiere, Joe Alwyn present at neither, not at SNL, anything like that. We also had Taylor Swift's 32nd birthday, a serious lack of Joe Alwyn anywhere, not at the party, not pictured, and not even liking her Instagram post. So apparently he's filming something right now in Panama City, I believe, and there is like a website that tracks wherever Taylor Swift's private jet is flying, which like creepy but i don't know someone out there is doing god's work and they did see that after all of the re-recordings of red and stuff taylor swift's private plane did go down to panama city um but there were also you know other people there that taylor swift could have been seen that oh my god why am i forgetting his name jack antonoff there we go hello he was there so I don't know if you guys subscribe to the Celebrity Memoir Book Club Girls Patreon. If you do, I highly, highly recommend. Um, I'm not going to spill the tea that they spilt there, but I'll just say that it seems like Taylor and Joe are doing fine from their most recent Patreon. Go check it out. Um, But I don't know. I have been seeing blinds saying that a breakup of Taylor Swift and Joe is going to be coming in January. And I just feel like there's kind of been a slow burn of the two of them drifting. I mean, first of all, the last two albums she released, that's like, comp- those, those are heartbreak. I am on my own. I'm pining after a long lost love and I have nothing going on right now. Like, sure, you have Invisible String in there. I don't know. Maybe that's about Joe working at the yogurt shop. But let's just say if I was a betting woman, I would bet that they will be breaking up in January. We also have more Taylor Swift news because a lot of people are wondering what's going on with Taylor Swift and Olivia Rodrigo. So when Olivia Rodrigo came to fame, she was notorious for being a huge Taylor Swift fan, loving her music, making covers of it. And when she put out her album Sour, she was honest that, you know, she would listen to a Taylor Swift song, want to make something like it and then create the song, which by the way, that's like how most people create things. Like, I don't know, maybe you're a true artist and you go down to the river and the sound of the water on the rocks makes you really, really want to create a song that sounds just like that. But for most people, you get inspired by similar things, right? Like you read a book, it makes you want to write a book. You watch someone dancing, it makes you want to dance. It is not a crime to make a song that is based off of another song that you have heard. Of course, you can't use the same exact notes. You can't copy any of their lyrics, things like that, but whatever. So poor Olivia Rodrigo, who is like a fresh 18, is now having all of these people come after her very first album. So the folks from 
from Paramore, and allegedly I heard it's not Haley Williams herself who was doing this. She was like, I want no part of this. But other people who worked on the song Misery Business went after Olivia Rodrigo and took 50% of her royalties for the song Good For You, which by the way, like maybe it sounds a little bit like Misery Business, but like they're two completely different songs in my mind, so whatever. Then Olivia Rodrigo gave credit to Taylor Swift on her song um, One Steps Forward, Three Steps Back because it sounds a little bit like the piano part in New Year's Day. And she was like, you know, I'm a huge fan of Taylor, the piano, I took it from that song. So like, I want to give her credit. Very nice. But then Taylor and her team decided to take credit retroactively for the song Deja Vu because they said that it was similar to Cruel Summer, the part in Cruel Summer where she screams, you know, he looks up grinning like a devil. Apparently, Olivia Rodrigo listened to Cruel Summer and she was like, I kind of want that shouting vocals in the song. So now over $2 million of royalties from Deja Vu have gone to Taylor Swift and her team, which like, can we just be honest? She does not need the money. So I find it really fucked up that that happened. Like you were an inspiration for this girl and she made it big and like $2 million, you don't need that. But Olivia Rodrigo could definitely do with that. And like, I've seen the videos, Olivia Rodrigo, she put her heart and soul into the Sour album. Not to mention someone who worked on the song Cruel Summer with Taylor Swift was St. Vincent, lesbian icon. Another, another feather in my calf that makes me think that Cruel Summer is about her relationship with Carly Kloss, but whatever, moving on. And St. Vincent was the one to say we should have these screaming vocals in the background. So if anything, St. Vincent should be getting the money and not Taylor Swift. And anyway, people are now saying maybe that's the reason for their beef because Olivia has been pretty vocal about saying that it's really frustrating that people are discrediting and you know, kind of minimizing the work that she's done on this album with all of these other people coming in to take credit for it. And her and Taylor Swift had kind of like a public online social media friendship where they would both like promote each other's stuff and congratulate each other. And Olivia didn't say anything about, I think it was Evermore being nominated for a Grammy, but she did publicly say on Instagram, like, congrats to Billie Eilish and all these other people for their nomination. So Some people think that there's beef there. I know that there was rumors of Taylor Swift going on tour with Olivia Rodrigo headlining, and I did find it surprising that Olivia Rodrigo came out with a tour of her own, just her, which, by the way, I love Olivia Rodrigo, but, like, that's going to be a very short tour. (laughs) Like, you only have one album, so maybe she'll be doing covers of other people's songs, but now it's like she probably doesn't want to do a cover because people are going to think of her as the cover girl. So... I don't know. I think what's going on is shady. I think Taylor Swift does not need the credit, but I think Taylor Swift, and we will get into this more when we go over her birth chart in this episode, I think Taylor Swift is very much into status, into labels. Like, she really cares about the number of streams. She really cares about being number one. We saw in the Miss Americana Netflix documentary, she really cares about getting that Grammy album of the year, which to me, I just think like, come on, everyone knows you're number one. What what do you need a Grammy for? You know, the Grammys are just some stupid little statue that you get but I think she cares a lot about this stuff and honestly like I just think it's weird you don't you didn't help make the song deja vu so I don't think you should get credit for it especially 
when Taylor has been so weird before in the past about herself not getting credit for something. Remember that whole issue with Calvin Harris where she helped write This Is What You Came For and she sung background vocals on it. And then because she did it under a pseudonym, I think she like got upset with what happened and she ended up revealing that she was the one who helped put together the song because I feel like she thought she wasn't getting enough credit for it. So I don't know. I just think it's weird. I, I have to say I'm on team Olivia Rodrigo on this one. Okay, so let's talk about the allegations against Chris Noth, a.k.a. Mr. Big from Sex and the City. It came out this week two different women have come forward with allegations about him, and they're both, I think, a decade apart from each other, but the stories are pretty similar. I'm not going to get into the full, you know, trigger warning, by the way. You can um, look it up, the story, if you want to, but both of the accounts of this like they're very long detailed stories and they are very violent and they're very graphic this isn't one of the like Aziz Ansari like we went out on a date and like he was awkward or like I don't know he hugged me inappropriately at work this is like allegations of rape of violent rape and um it's just really hard to read and the blinds have always been i think it's episode six that i did which is sex in the city blinds and we talk about the blinds on chris noth there it's just said that he's always allegedly been cheating on his wife he's always been having affairs with young strippers and he's into weird fetishes and things like that and um you just really feel for the woman reading these articles because, you know, if Mr. Big asks you out for drinks, you're going to be starstruck if you've seen the series and like really not know what to do. And after I made a video about it on TikTok, a few people slid into my DMs. I'm going to keep them anonymous, but they had stories of um, knowing him and being around him in the early 2000s and how he was um, a pretty heavy drinker, how he got up to stuff when he would drink, and he would just be very handsy, very flirtatious, very touchy, even with people who were like in relationships and their significant other was in the same room as them as he did this. So... I, I fully believe the stories. If anything, I think we're going to hear a lot more over the coming weeks. And to you know, quote Craig Bradshaw, I couldn't help but wonder <laughs> if this is the reason why he um, was killed off from the And Just Like That reboot so early. I mean, episode one. And I listened to a podcast. Sorry, hold on. My laptop. Every time I record sometimes, it sounds like a spaceship that's taking off into flight. So I listened to this podcast of the writers of um, the And Just Like That reboot, which now after these allegations, I'm like, are they going to keep doing the podcast? Who knows? It was very, it was called, um, if you just type into Spotify, like, And Just Like That writer's room, you'll be able to see the podcast. It was very interesting because you could tell how woke they were trying to be in the show, but also the writer's room in general. I thought an interesting snippet of that was when they said that they were almost considering not even having the girls live in nice apartments because they were like, oh my God, the girls are like so privileged. Is it bad of us if we show these nice apartments? Like, should we try to do our part? And a newer writer in the room was like, I'm sorry, are you guys crazy? Like TV is an escape from people. We want to see nice outfits. We want to see nice apartments. That's why people watch TV. And I was just like, thank God. Her name is Samantha. She's this newer writer. I'm like, thank God she was in there because otherwise, not only would the show have been the Woke Olympics, but they also would have been living in like shitty apartments. <laughs> like right now, the only reason I'm continuing to watch the series is for the fashion and the apartments. So thank God they have that in. But 
Anyway, um, we'll see. I think more women are going to come forward with Chris Noth. And part of me really does wonder if that was why they killed him off earlier. They say it was because they had to take something away from Carrie and things like that. But I I don't know. I just I finished watching season one of The Morning Show, too, which is a really good Apple TV show. It's the one with Steve Carell, Reese Witherspoon and Jen Aniston. And that show, it talks a lot about the Me Too movement and how it works in this industry. And let's just say, like, if I knew about blind items of Chris Noth being sketchy, 100% the people who worked with him knew as well. There's, I mean, there's no way. Also, his statement about the allegations was really, really weird and honestly kind of suspicious. He was like, whether these allegations happened 30 years ago or 30 days ago, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, why would you say that? Because first of all, are you trying to imply that there's like a statute of limitations here and you're in the clear because of how long ago it happened? And also 30 days ago, are you trying to imply that it's still happening? Because that's kind of what it sounds like. So in my opinion, rot it to the core. Um, We'll see what happens. Let's move on to the next topic. Okay, last topic before we get into things. Billie Eilish recently opened up on the Howard Stern show about her addiction to porn. And I thought this was pretty... Poignant? 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 I've only ever read the word before. Let's go with poignant. (laughs) I think it was pretty poignant, um, to me at least. And I'm actually going to revive on my blog, fluently4.com, an article that I wrote a couple years ago about not watching porn anymore. I mean, it's kind of weird, but like, whatever, let's get into it. I basically thought that there was nothing wrong with porn. I thought it was just, you know, people watch it, whatever. Sometimes I watch it. And my sister-in-law, she works for the National Center on Sexual Exploitation, and I watched a speech she did on YouTube. It was about an hour long, and it was about the dangers of porn, and I was like, eh, you know, like, I'll watch this, but, like, I've heard all the things about porn before. People think that it's dangerous, but, like, I'm sure it's fine. People think video games are dangerous, and I decided to watch it. It completely changed my mind and it got me to stop watching porn immediately um but young young people are being exposed to porn especially with smartphones and Billie Eilish said in this interview that she started watching porn at age 11 and she said that you know she started watching it then it this is a quote I think it really destroyed my brain and I feel incredibly devastated that I was exposed to so much porn and she said that watching it at first it made her feel cool kind of like she was one of the guys But then she had nightmares because some of the content that she watched was so violent and abusive and it shaped the way that she saw sex. It shaped the way that she saw herself. Um, When she first had sex, she was saying no to things that, sorry, she wasn't saying no to things that didn't feel good. She was just kind of saying yes to everything because she thought that she was supposed to. And she was pretty open saying that like, I'm really angry that porn is so loved and I'm so angry at thinking myself that it was okay because like women's bodies don't look like that we don't come like that our vaginas don't look like that also interestingly enough did you know that john mayer suffered with a pretty heavy porn addiction i think that i i think i talked about this in my episode with beyond the blinds but he was basically saying that he you know experienced everything sexually that he could (laughs) at a young age because he could have like whatever he wanted as a quote-unquote rock star so then he started getting really deep into porn and there's a quote about people who suffer with porn addiction where it's like it's almost like uh with any drug problem right instead of quitting you just try to find another vein to get the drug in when all your other veins are used up and i feel like that's true with porn too where people 
will be like, okay, yeah, like I can't just get aroused by watching two people do it missionary style. But instead of quitting porn, you're like, okay, well now let me look up a gangbang. And like now let me look up something crazier and crazier. And before you know it, you're on like a really dark side of the internet trying to get off because you've like seen everything that you can on the internet. And John Mayer actually, I think there's a company called Fight the New Drug, which is uh, helping people with porn addiction. And John Mayer actually like partnered with them to do work on this, which is like a little tidbit that you might not know. And without further ado, we're going to get into the content of today's episode. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Fluently Forward. Today we are joined by at STFU Sherry, who is a TikToker. She is an intuitive tarot card reader and astrologer. Welcome to the podcast, Sherry. Hi, how are you? I'm doing very, very good. I'm excited for us to do this today because I have, I've just always been fascinated by astrology. Um, especially when it comes to celebrities too because there's some celebrities who believe in it there's some who don't and i almost feel like astrology and birth charts are kind of like blind items for celebrities and the fact that like if you look at someone's birth chart or their blind items you're going to find out a little bit more about them than you wouldn't know on tmz yeah exactly so before we begin how did you get into astrology and when did you kind of first start tying astrology and celebrities together um, I my first time really getting into astrology was probably when I was in you know middle school. You know when yeah. you would when you used to get like <laughs> it's like that one study. day you're bullied extra hard and you're like I need to talk to the stars yeah, about or this. like the J fourteen magazine the horoscopes oh. on the back. Do you remember those? Okay, even now with like Vogue, I'll go to the back and I'll be like, why isn't there um, astrology stuff in here? I'm reading yeah. the Economist. Where's my yeah. horoscope? Oh, that was the time when Jesse McCartney was on every single cover. Yes, <laughs> I wasn't mad. I wasn't too mad about that. Um, okay, so we have a bunch of things that we're gonna cover in today's episode. I'll just give everybody a, a little bit of a run. Down. We're going to kind of talk about which celebrities are into astrology, manifestation, spirituality, all of that. We're going to go over some celebrities' birth charts. There's a couple celebrities out there that have absolutely unreal birth charts, and we're going to kind of dig into what that means. We're also going to look at the birth charts of Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell. Um, just some more about different celebrities and their astrology types and then we're just going to talk a little bit more just about like spirituality and things like that Mm -hmm. so without further ado let's start with um which celebrities are into astrology and you and i immediately we both thought megan fox yes and would you say that she's the celeb who's most known for being astrologically inclined i think so i think now but i think everyone just started realizing how spiritual she is yeah but she's she's been at it for years but she hasn't really had much of a spotlight since until she started dating mgk right but like i think you know, that's also, like, a societal thing. Like, we've all seen her, like, such as, like, the hot girl. Like, yeah. she can't possibly be spiritual. Like, she can't possibly have a soul. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I think all of us who are spiritual um, or, like, connected, I think we've always known, like, there's so much more to her. You can look at her eyes and see how how deep of a person she is. She just seems very mystical. You exactly. know what I mean? Some people... I also know that... Ariana Grande is big into manifestation and things like that. She's talked about it a bit in interviews and in that one song she did. Well, she has a song about manifestation. and then Just she, like magic? Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. And then she also has, even with Pete Davidson, that song she goes, I thought you into my life. Yeah. You know, basically saying, like, I manifested you and then you were there. Yeah. Which, a little bit awkward because now they're not together anymore. Yeah. So try harder next time. Right, <laughs> but, right. 
hey you, sometimes you manifest things and you don't know what you really want exactly you know? and then it comes to you a little bit different yeah do you think that ariana grande has manifested her success and her name absolutely i think that she's she's always been like a very spiritual person in general you know yeah and she i remember watching a an interview with her and zach singh and she was talking about like her moon sign and like everybody's moon signs yeah um, i think she's a libra moon i could see that not mistaken yeah um and libra is the sign that of like that they're known to be very like vain um yeah kim kardashian's so, known for being a libra, oh, yeah, right? yeah yeah um so you can kind of see that with you know with you know you can tell that she's she's gotten some work done and, yeah like, she's very she's a very beautiful woman obviously and well she like, also was known for being a diva and i think mm-hmm. nowadays people are like that was just misogyny and xyz mm-hmm. and it's like no 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 when ariana grande was starting out she was a d i was talking to my friend the other day and um her dad i think works for or her friend's dad works for um that charity like stand up to cancer where Mm -hmm. they do uh celebrity benefits Mm -hmm. and fundraisers and uh telethons or something like that and ariana grande was doing it and everybody the vibe is you wear jeans Mm -hmm. and a stand up to cancer t-shirt and ariana grande refused to she would only wear like her bedazzled glitzy outfit and i was like oh my god so she wore a bedazzled outfit with stand up to cancer on it and she was like no like she didn't want to have cancer anywhere on her when she performed because it wasn't in brand and i was oh. like Ooh. oh I and i know think that. now like after the bombing and everything mm. i think she's very humble and down to earth now yeah I, I guess you know you go through so much trauma and right. it kind of changes you right. but she definitely did have a diva like reputation yeah. at the beginning i do want to make this clear though i am an ariana grande stan even oh, though yeah. it doesn't sound like it right but here's the thing like I stand myself and yeah. I still talk shit about oh, myself. Yeah. I mean, that, I feel like so many people are like, you're being mean. I'm like, Mm-mm. I have good and bad opinions on everyone, myself included. Right. Yeah. And like people think, oh, just because you're a stand, you have to agree with everything the person does. Yeah, that's and not that's a stand. That's like a delusional, that's illogical a worship. mindset. That <laughs> like yes, you're exactly. worshiping that person. That's a dictatorship. Exactly. You know, someone would be like, or if, uh, like if Taylor Swift, I love her. If she sings horribly, she sings horribly. Mm. You know what I mean? I find it crazy when some stands are like oh my god no they totally bodied that and it's yeah. like they body bagged it they did horrible <laughs> like but some people are just delusional you also mentioned lana del rey is into astrology she is like a full-on witch she really <laughs> hexed donald trump oh my god you're right i forgot about that yeah. yeah what do you think is uh do you know anything about grimes too i could see her being into all of that stuff yeah but i don't know i feel like she would do it for aesthetics yeah, okay but lana del rey <laughs> is she into astrology or is she into like spirituality i i feel like I could. I don't really know. I know that she's. I know that she's, she's a witch. A Scorpio I know rising. that she's a witch, okay. for sure. I know that she's a witch. Um, but I, I, I would. I would assume that she would be into astrology. Are there any other celebs? Why Lady we, Gaga. I, I think Lady Gaga has an astrologer. She. I oh. read somewhere that she will not do like any shows during like certain retrogrades. I fucking love that. If I ever got famous, I would a hundred percent do stuff like that. Yeah, I would. Be, they'd be like, "Oh my god!" Like the president wants to interview you. Are you gonna fly there? I'll be like, "Travel delays during a retrograde. I simply cannot. Yeah. We cannot zoom either because <laughs> there's technological delays." So yeah, um, I think J.P. Morgan said um, millionaires don't use astrologers; billionaires do. Oh, I love that. <laughs> no, I have. This, didn't somebody do? Um, a study once where they talked about which stocks, how the stock market performed, and mm-hmm. every retrograde it dips. Yep, 
Yeah. Yeah. And I just actually I saw a video. Who's that girl? That that one that does all like the stock stuff. On. I know exactly what you're talking the about. The one She's that always wears red. red. Yes. <laughs> yes. I don't know her name. Yeah. Have you ever ran into her in the city or no? She have... actually had a controversy because she was like stealing other people's TikTok videos. I think she didn't they call her like a Nazi or something? I don't know. It's also so hard because nowadays everyone gets called anything. Mm-hmm. I was trying to figure out what was wrong with Billie Eilish's boyfriend. And I was like, everyone just calls him racist, racist. But everyone's so quick to throw out the label that I don't even know what he did wrong. Yeah. I just know that everyone's calling him a racist. So like someone calls her this and it's like, I don't even know what the controversy was. The label's just being thrown around. Yeah. But and what I was think, the Nazi thing? I don't know. I think she, I thought, I, I thought it was something about like, the Jewish community like she was like this retrograde no, don't date no any idea. Jews yeah I like, I okay. but um back to the right, let's get back on topic yeah, yeah yeah okay so we're gonna get into celebrities birth charts and I think the first one I want to get into is Chris Evans because before I even really knew anything about astrology I just saw online people were like Chris Evans birth chart is so unhinged mm-hmm. and it means that all of these rumors about him being a sexual deviant are totally true because just take a look at his birth chart. Mm-hmm. So we each have Chris Evans' birth chart pulled up here. I don't know jack shit about anything. I just see that it's really like top heavy. Yeah. All right. So he's a Gemini sun, which uh, makes sense because if you watch his like, if you watch his his interviews, he's a he's great on camera. Yeah. He's a, like he's very conversational. Every Gemini you meet is going to be different. Mm-hmm. You know, like like. With Leo, like every Leo you meet, it's gonna kind of be the same. They're gonna be like very loud and just like out there and have beautiful hair. <laughs> but like Gemini's, you just never know. Uh-huh. Like you could get a Gemini that is quiet sometimes. Yeah. You know, but whatever they say is important. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? Like you have, but then you have Gemini's who talk a lot. But then it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. You know? I think of, I think of Trump and Kanye. Yeah. Like, just talk, talk, talk. And you're yeah. like, I don't even know what you said. Mm-hmm. What does it mean that in his uh, birth chart, and by the way, guys, I'll be putting pictures of everything up on Instagram, but there's nothing in the bottom right section of mm-hmm. his. It's all top and top yeah. left. Yeah, like his his fourth house, his, his third and fourth house are completely empty. Is that the house of marriage? Maybe the never four, be fourth married. house is the house of marriage. So Ooh. notice how he's not married. <laughs> yeah, maybe he'll never be getting Ex- married. Exactly. I just guessed. Okay. Yeah. Now what's You're the, so good. You should just become an astrologer yourself. <laughs> there we go. I feel like I already am because yeah. I guessed it. What's the third house? The third house, I think communication, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Yeah. I need to brush up on my houses. I'm just, I'm totally throwing things out that probably aren't true. I'm like, he's an emotionally avoidant Gemini man who likes to fuck and will never get married. Well, his Venus is in Cancer. So Venus is love, remember? And so he does love very deep. Okay. Like it's, um, and something I noticed too, and I've been told this as well, being a Scorpio moon myself, like, if a Scorpio moon or like someone who has heavy Scorpio in their chart, once they love you and once you felt their love, that is, it's really hard to get over that. So and maybe. like this is coming from somebody whose like exes are still in love with them. Okay, so um, they were him and Jenny Slate. <laughs> They're still know. probably going to be together. I, I don't know. I didn't know who he dated her. I don't even know who she is. Yeah, she's she's just like a comedian. Um, she's really funny, but she dated Chris Evans, and um, everyone was a little bit confused by that because mm-hmm. they were like, I don't know. 
She's yeah. a comedian. He's like a Marvel actor. They didn't really understand it. I, I also think like I also just look at his at, at his chart. I don't believe that he is somebody who goes for looks. Okay. I think I really does think he. I was trying to be nice. That's what I was saying. Yeah. Jenny Slate. <laughs> I don't even know what she looks like. I don't know what she looks like. I mean, so. she's fine, but she's not like Angelina Jolie, right? You know? Yeah. Um, but again, I do feel like he does look for that emotional connection. Um, he's very heavy water on his chart. Like a lot, there's a lot of Cancer and Scorpio in his chart. So, so he's a layered man. Mm-hmm. And. And he's and you you and him have the same rising, so you know he does come off. It's weird though because his his Gemini, I feel like his Gemini son, I feel like trumps his Scorpio rising. Yeah, he comes across more as a Gemini. Yeah, yeah, that well, that bright light. Yeah, because I feel like like Gemini's energy and them being an air sign, like they're just so like out there that sometimes that can kind of like trump that like scorpio mysterious yeah. vibe yeah okay. but he's a deep soul well let's go chris evans a deep sexy <laughs> man and let's yes. uh let's take it to taylor swift taylor swift t swizzle so i'm looking at taylor swift's chart and i don't know like anything about this but mm-hmm. i see also like chris evans a lack of things in her fourth house do we think that that means taylor will never get married because she's gay because she's waiting to date carly claus Um, that's what i see can i be frank she's gay Uh, this is not a chart of a straight woman oh are you serious you just made my day can you tell me i I don't i don't think that she is gay but i think she definitely likes women i think she's bi yeah i think she she's bi she's pan i think that she has at the very least dated women along with dating men yeah i think like i think she definitely has is there because all of her songs this is also what led me down like the gale or swift rabbit hole they're all about secrecy and hiding things and stuff like that and i was like okay even if you're a celebrity and you don't want the paparazzi looking at every single date you go on there's no reason why 60 percent of your musical catalog is all about not wanting society to see your relationship and did you notice how in the um which music video was it that was like super LGBT? Oh, you need to calm down. Yeah, the bi she, flag. Yes, I'm like, girl. And come it was on. so. It was also like, it's not like everybody in the video was wearing wigs. She, all of a sudden, she just has a wig on with the colors of the bi mm-hmm. flag, and it's like, there's no. It didn't. It's not for the plot. It's not yeah. for the storyline. Yeah. It's for the symbolism. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but she, listen, she's her son is in Sagittarius. Okay, so. Sagittarius's are very lucky. Mm. Okay, um, not to take any of her talent away from her because obviously she is an icon, um, but they do have a lot more luck than most other signs do. Okay. Um, now her her moon is in Cancer. Um, that's a really good placement to have um, because that is what is considered a a home placement. So Cancer is ruled by the moon, and so the best moon sign to have is Cancer. Whereas is like, that also why her songs are so like sen- like it feels like you're listening to someone's diary kind right. of yeah yeah um, yeah that's exactly why and she. Mm, her Mercury is in Capricorn, um, so the way that she communicates is the way that she makes money. 
Ah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Now, what about these empty houses? It looks like four and five and six mm-hmm. are all empty. Yeah, so um, she is a, it, it may not seem like it, but she's a very private person. Oh, it no, I feel like it does seem like yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and I think that... Um, In contrary to popular beliefs, I don't think she is as drama-driven as most people make her out to be. Yeah, as she has famously said, uh, something, something, I say I don't love the drama, it loves me. Mm-hmm. What song was that? It was it was off the Reputation album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I also think that, um, you know, with everything in her 12th house because 12th house does represent music Mm -hmm. um it makes sense that like this is definitely like where her um her songwriting skill you know kicks in does it say in her chart like what her primary ambition is like what does she want in life because i i feel like growing up i was like oh taylor swift wants like a white picket fence and well, a let me husband tell you something. and kids yeah status is very important to her okay. like in her she's chart. obsessed with like grammy nominations mm-hmm. how many streams how mm-hmm. well this performed all mm-hmm. of the charts it really does mm-hmm. matter to her i think yeah and um with the aquarius placements in her chart um she will stand up for what's right Mm. You know, she um, remember that whole like Spotify thing. Yeah, she took her music off of Spotify. Like that is that like, um, with with her chart, like you can see that that's something that she would do because she she will you know. And did you watch the um, the Netflix the Miss America? Yeah, Miss Americana. Yeah, when like, she was like, I need to talk about my political exactly stance. that is like her birth. It's all over her birth chart. Mm. You know, now her Mars is in Scorpio. So, Revenge is her middle name. Yes. <laughs> she And I feel like Taylor Swift is the type of person where revenge is so important to her that if it means waiting six years to mm-hmm. get the right revenge, mm-hmm. she will wait six years. Hell yeah. Yeah. And, like, this girl could probably, like, bury someone's body and no one would find it. <sighs> that turns me on. <laughs> I love that for her. I love that for her. Okay, now what in her chart can you see about her sexuality or anything like that? Well, it's just, like... um that's that's gonna be like a whole different video in itself yeah. but um it, it, it's a it's a lot of things it's 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 your moon it's your venus it's it's a, it's a lot but the i don't believe that she is straight now please do not the lgbt community don't come after me okay yes but uh, i'm not trying to out anybody but I, I don't believe that she is straight according looking at her chart um and once again, fourth house is empty. Do you think that means no marriage for her? I don't. I I think that it's definitely possible. I just think that um, be with her um, with her her Venus like being in Aquarius. I do feel like she's not going to settle. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And so um, and she's not one to like really rush into marriage either. You know, like she is the kind of person who wants her like wants that forever love mm. you know like she doesn't want a divorce yeah you know, she doesn't want that now because her venus is an aquarius she will leave if that's the right thing to do you know and she will stand up her, for herself but um all over and oh look and her jupiter is in cancer too jupiter is like the 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 planet of luck and success um and the fact that it's 
the fact that her Jupiter is in Cancer, and it's in, and it was in retrograde too. So it's, it's no wonder that she is famous for her emotions or her mm. her her you know all, all of the breakups and stuff that she she went through. That makes sense. Yeah. So I think that's impactful too, and especially because not every singer is famous for their emotions, right? Mm-hmm. Like Ariana Grande singing about getting fucked so hard that she can't walk. You know, sure she's a creative artist, yeah. but it's it's not the same type of creativity and emotional nuance that I think Taylor Swift has with a lot of her songs. Right. No shade to Ariana. Mm-hmm. There is something emotional about getting fucked so hard that you can't <laughs> walk, but. It's a little bit different than folklore. Yeah. And um, her ascendant is in Scorpio, too. So she does, like, if you see her in pictures, she doesn't smile a lot. Yeah, She's well, very serious. I looked up, because I'm I'm ascendant Scorpio, mm-hmm. so I looked up other people who are, and they say that you can tell a Scorpio ascendant because their eyes are very, like, piercing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Taylor's eyes are always, like... Yeah, I feel mm-hmm. like she's looking through my soul. Yeah, like, what's going on here? Yeah. Okay, let's round things out with one final birth chart which is going to be kind of related to two. And this is going to be a little bit of a creepy one because I want to check out Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell's birth charts. Once again, I don't really know. I don't know shit about shit. (laughs) But Jeffrey Epstein's chart looks like it's pretty balanced and Ghislaine's is missing items in the first, or sorry, the 11th and the 12th house, I think. So Jeffrey Epstein, he's an Aquarius. He's a funky little weirdo. His ascendant is Sagittarius and his moon is Aries. Okay, I'm trying to like put their birth charts side by side to compare the two psychos. (laughs) (laughs) Aries moon, Sagittarius rising. In his chart, I see a lot of pedophile. I also see did not commit suicide. Yeah, I see somebody strangling him in a jail cell and it being the queen. Um, so that's very funny that, okay, so he, he is an, he's an Aries moon and Gile Maxwell is a Leo moon. So mm-hmm. on an emotional level, they're very compatible. Okay. All right. I mean, yeah, they, they were each other's right hand men right. for like two different years. Like so. they, they really do trust each other because Aries and Leo, like they're both, you know, two peas in a pod. Yeah. You know, they're both fire signs. They're both driven. They're both extremely intelligent. Um, and on an emotional, now you have to understand like Aries and Leos, they are just not as emotionally connected. Mm. And so that makes sense as to why they maybe don't feel that much guilt yeah. over everything that they're doing because those two are very, um, are there certain signs that tend more towards psychopaths or narcissists or things like that? Well, um, the number, I think the number one serial killer zodiac is pisces oh interesting and as I, their oh. sun sign <laughs> yeah okay I'm yeah my best friend yeah i think virgo too okay yeah Pisces and virgo and it makes sense though because like you know pisons they're they're the last sign so sometimes they're just like i've had it yeah <laughs> and then just goes unhit like uh I'm scared of Pisces. And Virgo's organized, so maybe they're, like, cutting people up and Hell putting them yeah. in boxes. Hell yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I, but also Scorpio, too, which doesn't surprise anyone. Well, so here's the thing. With Ghislaine, let me look at her chart. I could see a lot of Leo in there because mm-hmm. she was, I mean, her, her job, she was a socialite, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I feel like 
her I feel like she would have the gift of gab she would have the charisma she would have the ability to woo people and get them to trust her and things like that yeah Um, yeah she definitely has um, so her ascendant is Gemini mm -hmm. so that means um, that she must come across as someone very talkative very social exactly Um, and I do think that her moon and her rising overpower her sun uh-huh. Because her Capricorn, you know, she's, she's, so again, sun, Capricorn rising. I mean, she's a Capricorn sun. So she's very like money, money hungry. Yeah. And like, you know, wh- whatever she does, she's going to, she's going to do it. Well, for people th- say that all the time that she would talk about Jeffrey Epstein saying that he could provide for her mm-hmm. and all this thing, which everyone was always like, okay, Ghislaine, you're worth like 10 million. What mm-hmm. does it matter? But Jeffrey was worth, you know, 500 million. Exactly. Yeah. And, Wow, she was 5'4". She was petite. Mm-hmm. I'm 5'4". Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Small girls. Small girls for the win. Okay, oh. interesting. So yeah. so let's talk about some other celebrities and just like their regular sun signs. Okay. I mentioned this before. Penn Badgley has, I think, like seven different Scorpios in his chart. Yeah. So I think we said dick game would be good <laughs> on Penn. Oh, my gosh. I would love to make love to that man right okay Just, so scorpio scorpios are sexy capricorns mm-hmm. are capitalists <laughs> things like that mm-hmm. this was also an interesting one um the main cast of gossip girl mm-hmm. all of them their sun sign and their moon sign are the same and i think for blake lively it's a virgo mm-hmm. which i thought would be interesting because i thought blake would be more of a leo because she's just her hair her you know what's funny is she constantly talks about how she's a leo cusp oh really she wants to be a leo so bad interesting because uh, I what's her like big three though let's look it up because i think she wants to be famous but in so many interviews she's like i just want to be a mom you know okay she's a virgo sun a virgo moon and a leo ascendant so i guess that yeah makes leo sense. rising that's why she appears like a leo yeah with her she hair definitely gives off how that fucking hot she is i I think if you had to say the celebrity with the best hair, you would probably say Blake Lively. Yeah, and she yeah. looks good pregnant. Like, fuck you. You look better pregnant than I look not pregnant. When at Taylor Swift's 4th of July party, Blake Lively was wearing a bikini pregnant, and she still looked better than me in a bikini, mm-hmm. I was upset. Yeah. I was a little bit upset. And she, like, that. when she's pregnant, she doesn't gain weight anywhere else. It's just it's her just stomach. It's just her stomach. See, yeah. Okay, so she isn't a um, celebrity per se, but Trisha Paytas has a lot of Taurus in her chart, mm-hmm. which which I find very interesting because Trisha Paytas is always buying insanely luxurious cars, yes. houses, couches. Very materialistic. Very materialistic. So I feel like that fits her pretty well, right? Yes, yes. Then we have Zoe Deschanel, who is a triple Capricorn. And I would have thought, just knowing my stereotypes, I would have thought that Zoe Deschanel would be like an Aquarius or a Pisces type. I can see that. But triple Cap- Capricorn, and I just think now Capricorn capitalist you can't get over that can you it's just like (laughs) you're stuck on that it's such a fun rhyme it's all i can think of but i was like i wouldn't think of zoe deschanel as a capricorn yeah um well she's very earthy like if you look at her she has very earthly features okay so that's what i also need to think of right along with the sign what uh element is it right yeah yeah because um yeah god she's so pretty by the way like she's gorgeous i'm like those big blue eyes i think her that girl from her and that girl from um gilmore girl oh alexis yeah i think they look alike 
Oh, wait, the daughter or the mom? The daughter. Yeah, they have similar eyes. The, the blue eyes and dark hair. And that nice, like, sweet girl next door face. Yeah. What? Who do you think is the prettiest female celebrity? Oh, you're putting me on the spot. I need a second to think. So I have two okay. that I think. Uh-huh. I think either Zoe Kravitz or Audrey Hepburn. <gasps> I think they both just have perfect faces. Yeah. Yeah. Ruby Rose. Oh, my God. Like, wife me up yesterday, please. I remember being a kid and taking Play Buzz Am I Gay quizzes and then going to YouTube and watching Ruby Rose Orange is the New Black compilation scenes Ruby Rose only and then just alternating between those two tabs back and forth. What was your gay awakening? My gay my gay awakening was the Britney Spears toxic music video when she is the when she is in the airplane and she does the booty drop in the bathroom to that guy that blonde guy mm-hmm. I was like why do I want her to booty drop me so bad then I watched Slay for You music video then I watched My Prerogative then of course that led me to Buttons by the Pussycat Dolls and I was like fully fully half masked my gay awakening was uh, also a Britney video. Okay, it was sure. her, uh, Me Against the Music. I When they love, kissed. I love. Who I was love. Was that Madonna? Madonna, yeah. yeah. When they kissed, that was my first time, like, really seeing two women. Like, and Yeah. I was like, I replay that part ten times. And I think <laughs> I, I think that was the moment I turned into a woman. I think I might I was be good. I about you, but, like, I would watch this stuff, and it was on the family computer in the kitchen. So my one, the mouse was always hovered over the X button while yeah. I was watching, and I was, like, be over my shoulder, but then also watching the Britney Spears music video. It was, like, the most high-stress moment of, yeah. you know, my entire 14 years. What do you think about um that, that one girl from Squid Game? Oh, incredibly hot. Like. Incredibly hot. Yeah, but do you think they were, like, queer baiting? With her and the other girl, yeah. the one that she had to... Yeah, like, they didn't really with. say it, They both, but they, like... There was a little bit of a vibe, because it was, like, we're both cool lesbians. Yeah. That, I mean, that was the vibe. I also am so fucked up. I, like, anyone does anything, and in my mind, I'm like, are they secretly gay? And it's not at all... <coughs> so many people on TikTok are like, Shannon, that's dangerous. You can't speculate on people's things. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't think it's fine to speculate. I'm not going to DM them and ask yeah. them if they're gay or things like that. But I just, it's my inherent belief that almost everyone on planet Earth is a little bit pan, mm-hmm. or there's one person that they would make the exception for, and I'm just, like, obsessed with trying to find that out. Right. Yeah. But yeah. it comes from a place of earnesty. Okay, let's talk, this was something I wanted to ask you about, because I saw it on your website. Mm-hmm. Star seeds and this belief that we come or originate from different planets. and. Right. This is something I saw on your website, and I've seen it on TikTok before, where there will be those videos, I'll put some of them up on my Instagram, Mm -hmm. um, where they say things like, okay, here's a bunch of, um, you know, drawings of different places, and one is like a magical kingdom filled with water, and then the other is a floating castle in the sky, but it's all purple and very dark, and they'll be like, which of these images feels like home or really familiar to you and if it does you might be part of this planet or this planet what's the name of that and and what does it mean um so star seeds yes star seeds. what a star seed is is like it's basically like the spiritual 
like your spiritual hometown okay okay so you have a passport right you have an american passport so that is where you're from that is your country that is who you are um so there's i think 19 different star seeds if i'm not mistaken Um, i love that because it's even more than the zodiac so many to pick from so it's kind of like like where your soul came from in the spiritual world Ooh. now are these different planets that people believe exist in the galaxy or are these like planets that existed like years ago it's literally just like a spiritual like it doesn't kind of like how heaven would be a place that you can't really exactly so it's kind of like it's kind of like that like oh or did you come from this society? Did you come from this star seed? You know okay, and saying? which society resonates with you? Um, it starts with an O. Okay. Okay, nineteen star seed types. You better believe later tonight I'm going to be taking a quiz. <laughs> yeah. like, which one am I? I love stuff like this. Okay, Pleiadian star seeds. Mm-hmm. Hold on, let me see. If- okay, I think Orion is mine. Okay, they're relatively secretive and unlike other star seed types and are most likely to have both positive and negative races here on earth they are true knowledge seekers um for me that would make sense because you know i do you're a learner (laughs) i I do what i do um and whilst most people believe this applies to the scientific field um i believe whoever wrote this they said i believe they just love to learn regardless of subjects yeah i think that's true um and are there quizzes that people can take online mm-hmm. i know that there's tiktok videos where they're like if yeah. you resonate with this image it For means sure. and you can always just like look like read read all of them and see and like, sometimes okay, one you'll like, be like oh my god are even, like are you do gravitate towards more like this one says their spirit their personal spiritual mission is to open their heart center and learn more and learn to be more trusting um Oh, I love that. Yeah. Okay, so 19 different planets or souls. They're thought to be the original light workers. Ah, there we go. That makes sense. Like, I mean, I do feel like there has to be some, like there's a reason why some, and some people write are like, well, if you're a boy, you're drawn to math. And if you're a girl, you're drawn to helping others. And right. then some people are like, well, if you're born in America, you're drawn towards capitalism. But right. if you're born somewhere else, you're drawn towards family. Mm-hmm. And I feel like people, there's so many different boxes to put people into and labels and things like that. But it is crazy that like, why? Why are you and I interested in astrology? Right. And why is somebody out there, a friend of mine, he's obsessed with farms and how things happen on farms. And I'm like, try as hard as I may. I don't think I'm ever going to be up at night researching farms. Yeah. My boyfriend and my brother, they love like stoic quotes and reading nonfiction books. And I'm like, I would never want to. So yeah. it doesn't like we have these innate things that we're drawn to. And I feel like there must be a reason there's probably 19 different categories that you could group someone into based off of like their values and and what they find themselves gravitating towards and there is i forget i think it's syrian maybe there's one there's one um starseed family that just 100 percent logical like they don't have any like really spiritual connections not a lot of emotion it's just like they're literally like the robots of the you know it's just very like oh my god the virgos yeah like they would like those are the people that i feel like the people that like hate astrology like i feel like they belong on that star seed yes yes okay i love that okay so before we wrap up here and i'm mostly saying that because my laptop's about to run out of battery um what if somebody is interested in this so like i'm someone who's interested in this i've gotten 
palm readings done. I've gotten tarot card readings done. I've done virtual readings. I've done um, draw your soulmate. I've had my birth chart analyzed. Out of all of these different options, I feel like sometimes people get overwhelmed and they're like, oh, I don't want to get scammed or ripped off. Of course, I would suggest people book a reading with you. Um, but which types of readings out there would you suggest for someone who like wants to get involved and kind of dip their toe into the pool? Um, I think Reiki. Re- oh, my God. I love Reiki. Yeah, because, I mean, it's uh, it's been scientifically proven. And so if you're the kind of person that needs like more than just intuition or you just need more than a feeling Mm -hmm. then reiki is something that you definitely want to look into because it's literally just chakra balancing you know and 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 reiki is not going to show you anything that you're not ready to see you know and it's really just a relaxing experience and i think it came from for anyone who doesn't know by the way reiki is the act it's almost like a massage without touch it's like energy work over your body sure. um and saying this just because my battery's about to run mm-hmm. out but if somebody books a reading with you mm-hmm. what what's that like what can somebody expect from that um so you can um all of my readings are live readings um so i don't record and like send out um i know a lot of tarot readers do that i offer um 30 minute to an hour long reading so and whatever is you it want. It's live, like, over Zoom or something. Yeah, like, Zoom or, like, Instagram. Instagram chat is what I usually do it through. Mm -hmm. Um, But I can also do Zoom if you have Zoom. Um, And then for 30-minute sessions, you know, I would prefer if you want just, like, either a general reading or a um, love career or, like, if you have a specific situation that you want a reading on. Um, Do you also do birth charts? Because your birth chart analysis was pretty spot on when we talked earlier. Yeah, there's also an option for that on my website if you want to do NATO chart analysis. And then for one hour readings, um, you know, I tell people pick three things that you really want to focus on. You know what I'm saying? And so instead of 30 minute readings, it's like, okay, let's focus on one thing. One hour readings, I can kind of separate it into different spreads. Like if you want to do love, you want to do career and you want to do health. And do most people, I feel like every time I get a reading done, it's love, love, love. Mm -hmm. Is that what most people choose? (sighs) Yeah, it's kind of annoying. (laughs) But lately it's been more career because everyone's been stressed about money. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but it is annoying. Like sometimes I'll get the same love reading. Like if I'm doing collective reading on my live. Um, By the way, for those who are watching, um, if you are not able to like afford a full like 30 minute or an hour long reading, I do go in live and I offer um, like, uh like smaller session readings for like $22 and 22 cents. So if you want to kind of like dip your toe in the water and see what that's like, swing by. You know what else I would say too? Life? A couple of friends of mine have gifted me. I know the holidays are coming up. They've gifted me readings or birth mm-hmm. charts and I feel like it's such a fun gift to get for someone cuz like you get to a certain point where it's like we already have all the clothes we need. We mm-hmm. already have things like that. Mm-hmm. And for so many girlfriends out there, it's like, "Oh, it's like fun to get your chart read, but I don't know what to do." Right. The best gift to get someone is something they want but they wouldn't ever get for themselves so buy like a birth chart reading or an astrology reading for your friend Mm because i think that's a really fun gift to get yeah like i would if somebody bought me a tarot reading i'd be like that is so thoughtful isn't it sweet because it's you know it's like an experience gift but it's also and then you get to hear about it after yeah and for people who like if your love language is like acts of service yeah like that's like you know because people who love language as if they don't care about gifts they don't care about physical things they care about the experience and like what you're doing for them yeah and that's such like a thoughtful thing to give somebody who's love 
yeah, language so is it's, it's outside of the box thinking. Yeah. Thank you so, so much for coming on. Um, if anybody wants to find you, you are on TikTok at uh, STFU Sherry. Yep. And you can also find me on Instagram um, at Sherry Wen, S-H-E-R-R-Y-N-G-U-Y-E-N. And you can book a reading with me at SherryStarseed.com. And yeah, and head over to my Instagram. I'll be tagging Sherry. And then we'll also, I'll be... Everything we talked about here, if you want Chris Evans' birth chart, it'll be up on Instagram. If you want to know a little bit more about the star seeds and those like 19 places you could be from, it'll all be there. So check it out. Uh, Sherry, any last words that you want to say? Just keep an open mind, guys. Okay. Oh, uh, just, you know. I, I was like, my last word is Taylor Swift is gay. <laughs> <laughs> but just keep an open mind. You know, if you're a little bit of a skeptic about this stuff, you never know what you'll learn about yourself. Yeah. But, um, thank you for having me. Yay. This is fun. All right. Thank you, Sherry. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening. Thanks for indulging me in like an episode that was a little bit different than regular, regularly scheduled. I should change that. It's hard to say. Right. Whatever. Oh my God. No, I'm going to do it. Regularly scheduled programming. Okay, there we go. Um, Next week, there's going to be an episode with another TikToker that I love, and we're going to be talking more about celebrity conspiracy theories. It's very exciting. So until the next time, I will see you on Monday. Bye, guys. (laughs) 